Alright guys, and welcome to another edition of Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PJ Janky. I am Just a Guy. Today we're going to run it back, give you our rankings from last week, kind of review the games that went on, where we kind of see all these teams sitting, a couple playoff scenarios, a couple of my thoughts, especially on the Staley firing and the potential Arthur Smith um, departure. So let's dive right in. Number 32 on this list is the Carolina Panthers. Yes, they did win a game, which I really, I talked about it last week. I picked the Falcons, but in I had this gut feeling that the Panthers would pull it out, and of course they did, So, but I didn't have the guts to follow my gut and pick the Panthers, which I should have. But Panthers won a game. I think that will probably be the last game that they win this year. I mean, they've got the Packers, Jags, and Buccaneers, and all those teams are pretty dang good. I don't think they're going to sneak up on any one of those teams, and every one of those teams isn't going to be taking a break. So, needless to say, we've got the Panthers at number 32. Number 31, I've got the New England Patriots. You know, they they tried to make it a game with the Chiefs. Of course, they couldn't. Um... And that, I mean, that's not a shocker to anybody. I mean, the Chiefs only scored 27 points. Maybe that's a victory for the Patriots. Needless to say, we know where the Patriot train's ending on up. It's going to end up with the departure of Bill Belichick. Uh, That's been kind of the news floating around for the last couple weeks that this has been decided about, like, right after the Colts game, that they're going to move on from Belichick, which I think it's time to move on from Belichick. I mean, Belichick is still probably the greatest coach in NFL history, but I think they both need a reset. If you ask me, will Belichick be coaching next year? I definitely think so. I think he wants to go and prove it to to this organization that he's at right now that he can still do it. So I could for sure see him going to another team next year. Where that's going to be, now that's an interesting question, and we'll dive into that a little bit later. Now, number 30 on this list, we got the Arizona Cardinals. Listen, they got their doors blown off by the 49ers, which wasn't really a shocker to anybody. I mean, the Cardinals have been playing some, you know, pesky ball this year, but I think pretty much it's done at this point. They got to go to the Bears, they've got the Eagles, and then they got the Seahawks. Um, That's not going to be a pretty little slate those last couple games. But we'll see. Cardinals... Definitely, you know, I mean, they're eliminated in the postseason, and I don't really have much else to say. They know what they have to do. they got to get some more weapons on that offense. Okay, number 29, I've got the Washington Commanders. Valiant effort to come back a little bit against the Rams. I think the Rams definitely put their took their foot off the pedal the last game. Uh, I mean, the Rams were up big, and then the Commanders made it a little bit more of a game. But, I, I mean, we're what we're looking at with the commanders is a total reset with the coaching staff. I mean, Ron Rivera is going to be gone. I'm kind of shocked that they didn't give Eric Bieniemy a chance. I know I talked about that a couple weeks ago to kind of be the coach, to kind of be the interim. But maybe they have too much respect for Ron Rivera too, which I have mad respect for Ron Rivera. If you ask me, if Ron Rivera is going to be coaching someplace else, I would say probably not. I mean, the man survived a cancer scare. At there while he was coaching Washington, you know, chemo and everything. He's been through a lot to try to keep that organization um, together. He's had some success on building culture, but I think it's just done. Um, I, but so if you ask me, Ron Rivera probably not coaching again next year, 
But that's just what my gut tells me. Now, for the Commanders' uh, remaining schedule, they've got the Jets, the Niners, and the Cowboys. So um, not a very purity picture there, too, because the Niners and the Cowboys are definitely going to be fighting for a little bit more of their playoff lives still. Okay, next up, we've got the New York Giants at number 28. Now, the Giants are so confounding. They go out and win that big game against the Packers on the Monday Night Football and, of course, go to New Orleans and totally let it down. But that's okay because that's the way we kind of called it anyways here on this podcast. Um, The Giants, I think, have to decide on what they're going to be doing next year offensively. And because they're going to have the opportunity to be picking pretty high. Now, I realize they just signed Daniel Jones to an extension. But I don't think that that will stop them in any way shape or form from drafting a quarterback high maybe let him sit behind Jones for half a season and then go from there but now here's the other thing too I don't even know if Jones is gonna be back by the beginning of the season I mean what did he tore his ACL I mean halfway through right so we gotta see the Giants I mean they've got a tough road to haul they got the Eagles in two games and the Rams in one game the Eagles are fighting absolutely for their playoff lives and seeding now because they're in the possibility of losing their division. So it's not going to be easy for the Giants, and I don't see them winning pretty much another game. All right, number 27, we got the Chicago Bears. Uh, I don't really have much to say about the Bears. I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, that Hail Mary almost came true. Yeah, it did, and they dropped it. They kicked it around and, you know, had it in their hands and dropped it. There's not much else to say. It was a bang-bang play, ricocheting all over. Not an easy thing, but it hit him in the hands. Should he have caught it? Maybe. Should it have never gotten to the point to be a Hail Mary play in the fourth quarter? Abso-freaking-lutely. Okay? Absolutely, Bears. You're up by two scores, and you blow it in the fourth quarter. And they've been doing that a lot this year. And I know that they had the chance at the playoffs, and technically they're still alive. Let's Let's just, come on. Everybody just calm down and and put your thinking cap on here. The Bears aren't going to be in the playoffs, okay? They shouldn't be in the playoffs, by the way. Yes, they have some things going better on their team. But we are probably looking at a coaching reset after this year. We are probably looking at a quarterback reset after this year. I hate to tell you that, everyone. I know Justin Fields isn't playing too bad, but it's just simple math you have the number one overall pick again for the second straight year and you're going to just trade that away and you're going to pay Justin Fields I don't think so I think you're going to try to scratch off another lottery ticket and see if you get a winner and don't have to pay that man for for five years that's what I think they're going to do so you know not a shocker there I mean the only shocker really is is that you know the Bears kind of gave us a little bit of hope uh this late in the season but we'll see. Uh, they got the Cardinals, Falcons, and the Packers. Uh, I just hope that they play spoilers to the Packers and knock them out the last week. All right, moving right along. We got number 26. We got the Chargers. I don't really have much to say. I mean, I'm not surprised. Chargers be the Chargers. They got their butts kicked by the Raiders. They fired their coach. They fired their GM, which, to be honest with you, the Brandon Staley thing, and I'll dive into this just briefly here. Really, we should have looked at that. He should have been fired after the playoff game last year. They shouldn't have been up by that much and given up that game back to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're up by like 27 points in the, in, a, in a playoff game. And, and they lose. 
and a lot of their losses can be contributed to Brandon Staley and his decisions. Going forward on fourth down, not punting, all this kind of stuff. It's just bad decision making. And I just think that the Chargers need a total reboot. And they probably should have started it early. I think it was a stretch to keep Brandon Staley this year. I know a lot of people thought he was like the defensive Sean McVay, if you will. Um, He's going to be probably struggling, you know. I mean, he'll probably get a defensive coordinator job again, I guess. Um, but I don't think he's going to get another chance at head coaching. I really don't. I don't think he. I don't think he deserves it. But that's that's neither here nor there. So the Chargers be the Chargers, and they're looking going to be looking for a new coach. Okay, number twenty five. We got the Jets. The Jets are in danger of falling way down this list. It was thirty to nothing that other day against the Miami Dolphins. And I know the Dolphins are good, but they're without Tyreek Hill. It just really seemed like the Jets were just going through the motion on, on Sunday, guys. You know, they the supposed good defense doesn't even look like it's got any fight left in it. So, so Jets be the Jets, and we move on. All right, number 24, the Atlanta Falcons. Well, they did it. They lost to the Panthers. And... Of course, we were hearing it before, and I kind of mentioned it a little bit before. I think it's time for Arthur Smith to go. You know, he's supposed to be this offensive guru. Um, I'm not seeing it in Atlanta. They got a lot of skill plays, position plays in Atlanta. I've been telling you guys all that all year. And Desmond Ritter is not the answer there. Now, I don't know. I know they don't have another quarterback on the roster to make it the answer. But, man, I think if they put a different quarterback on that team... It could be a whole different story. So Atlanta Falcons probably departing from Arthur Smith, which they should, because I don't even think he knows how to use that offensive talent that he's got on that team, to be honest with you. Watching some of the highlights and some of the, the play calling, it's boring. It really is. And they just got nothing, you know, no explosiveness, especially with all those guys. They should be moving that ball up and down the field. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson. You know, plus they got, you know, Algier is another running back. They've got plenty of talent. They just are not moving that ball whatsoever. All right. Next up, number 23, the Steelers. Guys, I said this last week. Toast, done, finished. And they showed it against the Colts. They're relying on Mitch Trubisky to be their quarterback to lead them to the playoffs. That's not going to happen. Okay? It's just not. Their defense is tired now, and they're giving up all sorts of points. Yep. Just like I called it a couple weeks ago, guys. Steelers are toast. All right, number 22, the Tennessee Titans. You know, it's they play uh, in a tough division right now. The AFC South is uh, very up and coming. You got the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars, all pretty good tough teams. Titans are not an easy out either. They're a tough team. Derrick Henry touched the ball 20 times and had 10 yards from scrimmage, which is a record for most touches for 10 yards or less. Um... That's just sad to see. The Derrick Henry days are over in the Titans. I don't know why they wouldn't have just traded him. Did they just not want to piss off the fan base? I guess. But man, you know, Henry deserves to be probably on another team now. And he will. His contract's up. I think their future looks a little bit bright, brighter with Will Levis. But, you know, they got to kind of see what kind of direction this offense can go. Because they need some weapons on that team. And it'll be interesting to see what they got. All right, number 21, we got the Las Vegas Raiders. Big, big win against the Chargers, but the Chargers are very much reeling. 
I don't know what this uh, Raiders team has got left in it. I think Antonio Pierce probably has done enough to kind of get that job for at least one more year. But we'll have to see. All right, number 20, New Orleans Saints. They got the win. They're staying in the NFC South division race, but they beat up on the Giants, guys. Uh, The big thing for the Saints is they got to have a great game this week against the Rams. And the Rams are not an easy out right now. So Saints, your hopes pretty much rely on the winning out, which you've got a a tough road. You got the Rams. You got the Buccaneers, and then you got the Falcons. I think you can beat the Falcons, but division game's never easy. It all comes down to if they can beat the Rams. If they beat the Rams, that's impressive. But Saints, I think they've been a huge disappointment overall this year. I think they should have ran away with that division, but that's my opinion here. All right, next up, number 19, the Vikings. Man, their magic just ran out, didn't it? These uh, close games they used to win, and now these close games they're losing, so... It was a good story for a while, but Vikings, I mean, you got the Lions twice. So you beat the Lions, technically you stay alive. I don't think you're going to beat the Lions, by the way. Okay, number 18, the Packers. Green Bay Packers. Three weeks ago, you would have asked me, I would have said, hey, look it, they're going to go win the division right now because the Lions are reeling. The Vikings don't have much fight left. And they proceed, you know, this is after they beat the Chiefs, you know, and the Lions. And then they proceed to lose to the Giants and the Buccaneers. So, Packers, still a lot of work to do there. And I don't think that they're a playoff team anymore. Hands down. Really don't. So, I thought they were a sneaky playoff team. I thought they were going to be a team that nobody wanted to play. And to be honest with you, I don't think anybody gives a crap about playing them anymore. All right, number 17, the Broncos. Man, I was I was ready. I was I was Broncos fever. I was ready to go. The, you know, I thought they'd beat Detroit. I thought Detroit was reeling, and that Detroit at home on on that turf is just too tough. And here's the other thing about the Broncos, man. You know, if their defense gives up too many points, their offense can't put up the points to score. They really can't. It, you know, they gave up. It was twenty-one nothing at half, and that's pretty much insurmountable for the Broncos to come back from. They play a game of Low scoring, keep a defense in it, maybe score it late to end. You know, they're not coming back from two or three touchdowns. It's just not going to happen. So is the arrow pointing up for the Broncos? Yes, overall. But I don't think they're a playoff team anymore. I really don't. Can I think that they can win out? Yeah, I think they can win out. They got the Patriots. They got the Chargers and the Raiders. Can they win out? Absolutely. They'll be 10-7. and I just don't. I think the other teams that are in the playoff hunt are going to knock them back. So, needless to say, Broncos, finish strong, win out. That's all you can do. Keep yourself alive in that playoff race. All right, number 16. This is this team I was really high on at the beginning of the season, Jacksonville Jaguars. I just wonder if it's all the injuries have started catching up with them, but it really feels like their season's slipping away. Uh, I think they're going to lose that division at the AFC South. Do I think they'll make it into the playoffs? Yes, I think they'll probably be one of the two teams to make it in the playoffs from the division, but that's not necessarily a guarantee anymore. That's for sure. I mean, they've got the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Titans. So can they beat the Buccaneers? Yes, but I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are an easy out right now, and they're fighting for their playoff lives too. Panthers, yes, they'll beat the Panthers. And then they got the Titans, and believe you me, I'm sure the Titans would love nothing more than to spoil Jacksonville Jaguars' playoff hopes. So... Tough road to hold for the Jaguars. I just, I even if they make it into the playoffs, I think it could be a one and done. 
All right, next up at number 15, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Big win for Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers in Green Bay. I mean, Baker looked unbelievable up there. And the Buccaneers are getting hot right at the right time. They got to keep, uh, they got to hold off the Falcons and the Saints, which I think they can do. And I think they're going to host a playoff game and um, promptly lose to the fifth seed in the NFC. So, Buccaneers, that's what you're fighting for. You're fighting to get into the playoffs to uh, lose in terrible fashion to the number fifth seed in the NFC. So uh, that's what I think. That's my prediction for the Buck season. I think that they'll they'll take the NFC South. They'll get the fourth seed and promptly lose to probably the Eagles or the Cowboys in the fifth seed and move right along. So, and then next year, I don't know. I mean, you know, if they win the division, do you fire Todd Bowles? Probably not. But I think you got to seriously look at it, though. Ah, uh, that's just my opinion. All right, number fourteen, Seattle Seahawks, huge win at home against the Philadelphia Eagles who are just kind of on a free fall, three-game losing streak, but needless to say, Seahawks and Pete Carroll. I don't think he's ever lost to the Eagles, which is pretty crazy to say. So, you know, great game, great great win. They're still fighting for their playoff lives, but they got the Rams in front of them, and the Rams beat them twice. And they got the Rams right in front of them at number 13 in the power rankings. Uh, I love what the Rams are doing. I've been liking it for the last uh, couple weeks, guys. I've been talking about it. I love what they're doing with Kyron Williams. He's just that kind of back that they need. He, you know, then you got to start thinking about the run. Then it starts opening up the pass. Stafford is looking a little healthier. That defense too is coming to play. I that's a team. They've they've taken over the spot for me to where the Packers were about three weeks ago. They were like, oh my god, you don't want to play the Packers in the playoffs. Now it's like I don't think you want to play the Rams in the playoffs. You know, if you're the Lions and the Rams come into town, I'd be a little nervous. I'd be a little nervous because I think the Rams could keep up with the Lions. So needless to say, Rams number 13 on this list. Number 12, you got the Indianapolis Colts. I like what they're doing. Shane Steichen's really got this team kind of vibing in the right way. Minshew has limited his turnovers and they look like a playoff team. Now, they've got a tough tough one ahead of them. They've got to pretty much win out. They have the possibility to win the division. But a lot of that comes down to one thing. And I think that one thing is, can they beat the Texans the last week of the season? Now listen, the Colts got the Falcons this week. That's a winnable game. They got the Raiders then. That's a winnable game. That could that could be the AFC South crown, that game. So we'll have to see. Colts are doing good at number 12. but And then I got the Texans right ahead of them at number 11. Looks like C.J. Stroud's going to be out another week with concussion, but Case Keenum kind of rolled on in for him. Texans, I still kind of feel like the Magic's gone, but they they, uh, like to prove me wrong. We'll see what happens. They've got a tough game this week. They got the Browns, then they got the Titans, then they got the Colts. That's not an easy road. I think the Colts have a better shot to win this division, to be honest with you, than the Texans, because I know the Texans are playing the Browns at home, at the in Houston that is, but that that is good because the Browns get them away from Cleveland. They they're definitely susceptible to losing, but it's just it's not an easy schedule. The Titans too, it, the, the Titans are pesky. I mean, you just beat them in in overtime, and I'm sure the Titans are going to remember that when they play you again in another week. All right, number ten, Detroit Lions, big win against the Broncos. Looks like they're back on track, but. They don't have an easy one here. They got Minnesota. 
They got Dallas and then they got Minnesota. They got to win out to kind of keep seeding. And I don't think that they're going to do that. I think they're going to possibly lose at least one or two of those games. So we'll have to see. Number nine, the Cleveland Browns. Now, Cleveland at home, pretty much unbeatable. But they did definitely look shaky against those Chicago Bears. And especially Flacco early on. Now, he turned it on in the fourth quarter, and that's all that matters. But definitely, I'd be a little worried because he was throwing that ball around quite a bit. Now, I know some of those interceptions aren't his fault. And some of those plays the Bears made on defense were nice. But those interceptions could become a little pesky for you guys. Because I don't know if you guys have that offense to come back from every week. Uh, and you're not going to be playing the Bears every week that, you know, drop, uh, you know, Hail Mary passes. All right, number eight, Cincinnati Bengals. This team is not done. They're not done. Do I think they get in the playoffs? I think they got a great, decent shot, that's for sure. It's either going to be Cleveland or Cincy. And we'll just have to see what happens. Now, Cincy's got to do a big deal, and they got to play the Steelers this week. I think they take care of business against the Steelers, and if they do, they got a good shot. Browns got to play the Texans, which they're fighting for their playoff lives too. It's it's tough. It's a tough road. But either the Bengals or the Browns, I think, make the playoffs. I don't think both. All right, number seven, the Eagles. Let's dive into this one a little bit more, guys. At least these top teams, I'm going to probably talk for a minute. So bear with me, but I've got some points to say. The Eagles. We're living dangerously for a while, and it's caught up with them. They were beating teams, you know, last drive kind of things for the last couple weeks. Tying teams, last drive against the Bills, you know, 60-some yard field goals. That magic's going to run out sooner or later, guys. Here's the other thing. They are struggling for an identity on defense, so much so that they they removed the play-calling abilities from their defensive coordinator, and I'm saying that with air quotes, because Sean Desai supposedly is, is still the defensive coordinator, but Matt Patricia is calling the defense. Now, supposedly he was demoted from defensive coordinator, but then the Eagles shot that down. Now, Matt Patricia calling the defense. It definitely looked a little bit better against Seattle, but they they gave up that late touchdown. And then once again, you know, the Magic's going to run out for the Eagles. Now let's go to the other side of the ball on offense. I was watching that Eagles offense the other day, and something kind of stuck out to me. I saw a quote from A.J. Brown, and I can't confirm it all the way, but it was to the thing after the Dallas game. They were He was a little worried about, the offensive identity of the Eagles and, you know, was kind of referring to Dallas gets the ball out so quick. We don't. We, you know, they hold on to the ball a while. That's all well and good. I kind of agree with them. I, I'm just not seeing a lot of creativity on that offense anymore. It's either we're going to run the ball, which they do run the ball very well. Don't get me wrong. And then when they're going to pass, it's pretty much kind of the same look of passes every time. And that's meaning I'm not seeing a lot of creativity on routes. It seems about the same routes that they run every time. And the other problem is I think they're becoming too predictable on offense. Like especially with their passing game, Jalen Hurts has given up a lot of interceptions and a lot of turnovers. 
Well, that's all well and good when your offense is clicking and scoring and stuff like that. Like I told you, you know, you deal with the turnovers if your offense can score. The problem is, as the season's gone on for the Eagles, and their offense that was firing away on people has dropped from like, you know, they're scoring 30 points a game to the high 20s, to the low 20s, now to 17. They're not going to be able to score these points to make up for those turnovers anymore. So the equation's not working for the Eagles right now. And I think they've become too predictable on offense. I think they were too predictable on defense too. And that's why you saw Matt Patricia take over the defensive play calls. But, you know, every team has a little bit of a lull during the season. Is this enough to wake them up? Maybe. Maybe. You know, they've got an easy, they've got a pretty easy schedule to win out. And I think they can win out. And I think they can win the division. They've got the Giants, Arizona, and the Giants. So take care of business, get yourselves right, and win these next three games. But I'm just telling you, the Eagles that were really scary to me in the playoffs do not seem as scary anymore. And I think some of these playoff teams can definitely give them a headache. Talk about the Rams going in. Let's say the Rams go in and play the Eagles. Are you going to just take the Eagles, uh, you know, without thinking? I don't think so. I think the Rams would give them some hell. And do I think the Eagles will win? Sure. But do I, can I see a scenario where the Rams would win that playoff game? Absolutely. freaking lutely So, needless to say, Eagles, number seven on this list. A lot of predictability on that team. I'm not liking it. I'm not liking where they're sitting. But they got, they got some th- three weeks to convince us the other way. All right, number six, Miami Dolphins. All right, big win. Against the Jets, 30 to nothing. I mean, whatever. The Jets seemed like they were just like, okay, ah, set, hike. Ooh, here we go. Oh, look at Jalen Waddle just wearing on us for 40 yards or something. Um, Injuries, Hill, Waddle, very nerve-wracking for them. They've got to kind of win out to keep their seating, too, because Chiefs are right behind them. They're, They're a little hungry. They're a little ticked off. The Dolphins need to keep that running game going. They've got Mostert. They've got Achan. Keep those guys flying. That's what they need to kind of do. They've got some tough games ahead. They've got, De- but listen, they've got Dallas in Miami. Dallas away from that Dallas star is a way different team. And we just saw that. Now, it's not bad weather like it was in Buffalo, but Miami playing in Miami is a tough out. It's looking like they'll probably get Tyreek Hill back. You know, he worked out right before the game. And it looks like they'll probably get Xavier Howard back in their in their secondary. The other problem that I got is they're losing some offensive linemen. And that's a tr- trouble for the Dolphins. Now, the other thing that they're going to have to experience too, these Miami Dolphins, is a style of football that's going to be played in January and February that they might not be used to. And that's physical, hard-nosed football. That's why they got to kind of try to establish this run game now. I think they got to get mean. They got to start running the ball because that's the way they're going to have to try to win in the playoffs. People are going to try to take away Tyreek Hill, especially if he's not up to 100%. Now, you've got Jalen Waddle on the other side. I know. But the problem is Miami. And with these injuries on the offensive line... It's just going to be a little scary. I don't know if you're going to be able to pass protect the way you want to. I, You know, they get the ball out super fast. But you better get ready for some physical football in January. And these teams are going to come and bring it. Can Miami answer that bell? We'll have to see. But they got a game against Dallas this week. 
Then they got the Ravens. And then they got the Bills. Ah, not an easy draw for the for the Dolphins to end the year. We'll just have to see. Um, can they beat Dallas? I think they can beat Dallas. Can they beat the Ravens? I don't know. Because the Ravens, I think, are pretty much trying to sew up the number one seed. So I'm sure they don't want to give anything to the Dolphins. And then you've got the Bills pretty much fighting for their playoff lives. So... Uh, Dolphins, not an easy out coming on out for you to end the season. All right, let's go to number five. Let's go to the team that the Dolphins are playing this week, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. Man, they had us all believing. They had me believing. I, I thought they'd roll into Buffalo. I thought they'd win a close, close game. And instead, they got their doors blown off. Uh, is Dallas in trouble? Well... I'm not like going to push the panic button all the way yet, but that defense is not being as mean as it was earlier, and I got to really kind of see, because they don't have an easy schedule remaining as well. They got the Dolphins, they got the Lions, and then I think they end the season with Washington, but... They, you know, they have an opportunity here to win the NFC East, and I just think that they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna blow it again. They're gonna blow this opportunity to win the NFC East, especially for how bad the Eagles are playing, and it just stinks because I think Dallas is gonna be the number fifth seed. Then they'll beat Tampa Bay, much like they did last year, and then they're gonna roll to whoever next, probably the Niners, and lose to the Niners. So there's your season for Dallas. That's my prediction. Uh, but we'll just have to see. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm a little concerned of, of, from the loss from Buffalo, especially because that offense definitely did not put up anything like it was. Now, were they due for a bad game? Yes. Now, here's the deal. Go out there against the Dolphins. The Dolphins love to play a fast game. Well, you know what? Dallas can play that kind of fast game with them too. It's not going to be bad weather in Miami. So go out there. Run with Miami. Beat Miami. Do I think Dallas can do it? Heck yeah, I do. I really do. But they got to find that identity again on defense because, man, I wasn't feeling it last game against Buffalo. All right, number four, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, good win against uh, the lowly Patriots, but that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to beat up on those teams that stink. You know, it's not your fault that the, that they made the Patriots the schedule uh, this late in the season. Now, Chiefs got the Raiders this week on Christmas. Then they've got the Bengals at home. And then they go to the Chargers. They can win all three of these games. And I think they kind of need to. But right now, they're staring down the barrel of being the number three seed. But what they have to do is they can't let off the gas. In my opinion, they should they should win on out and put the pressure on Miami to keep the number two seed. Because I would really think that if they got to play Miami, they'd much rather have it in the colder weather of Kansas City than going to that um, racetrack in Miami in January. But we'll just have to see. So Chiefs look like they're holding on to the number three seed. Offense did look a little bit better, but come on. Can we do this? Don't throw Kadarius Tony the ball. 
And I think Patrick Mahomes is realizing that. He chewed him out on the sidelines a little bit because Kadarius Toney bounced around that ball and gave it to the New England Patriots. I mean, basically, that's an interception on Mahomes, but what for? You should That should definitely have an asterisk going. Kadarius Toney should have a little KT by it. And I think their experiment with Kadarius Toney's over. And to be honest with you, I'd give one of those other receivers another shot because that guy can't hold on to the football. He really can't. So... That's my, I, you know, you got Rasheed Rice, who's really up and coming, coming on for that team pretty strong. You got some other guys. I'd probably start looking at putting some other guys into that rotation. I just don't think, I mean, teams are probably like throw Kadarius Tony the ball. He's not going to catch it anyways. So there we go on number four. Number three, Buffalo Bills. Big wins. Beat the, and not only big wins, but beating the tar out of teams. I mean, good teams. I mean, you know, really, they should have beat the Eagles, too. They should have. They should have beat the Eagles. They should have beat, you know, they did beat the Chiefs. They did beat the Cowboys. I mean, you know, tough loss against the Bengals, but Burrow was still there. But, man, you know, some of these losses are just, if they beat the Eagles, they're looking at their 9-5 and five right now, and they're absolutely in the playoffs. But here's what they got. They got the Chargers on Saturday night. That should be a win, especially in Buffalo. Then they got the Patriots, and then they end with the Dolphins. Two out of three, yes. Can they win three out of three? I think they kind of need to. I think they need to win three out of three to kind of stay in these playoffs because they got a lot of teams ahead of them. And, you know, some of these losses, I just, you know, they got... Kind of Denver hanging right around them. Well, Denver's got a tiebreaker on them because they beat them head to head. So, needless to say, Bills, are they a playoff team? The way they're playing right now, yes. They are out there to prove me wrong and say, because I did not pick them for the playoffs at the beginning of the season. And the Bills are firing away. Now, big reason why I think the Bills are winning. James Cook and the commitment to a run game. Now, I'll kind of take you back to that Denver Bronco game. Where on that Monday where James Cook kind of had that that early fumble and he sat for like he sat for like a whole quarter after that. And then he got in there and he ran hard and he ran hungry. And ever since then, James Cook has been a way different running back. And ever since then, too, you can kind of see the Bills start to move their their offensive scheme towards a running game a little bit more. They're getting involved in the pass game. That's what you needed, guys. You needed someone to make these people think other than Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are going to beat me. Hey, listen. Yeah, they're double-teaming Stephon Diggs, or maybe not double-teaming Stephon Diggs, but you got James Cook now. Now they got to think about him. Now you got even more room for Josh Allen. Now you got some room for Gabe Davis. Now you got some room for Dalton Kincaid. This is a big thing, a big deal why these Bills are on a winning streak, and that is, his name is James Cook. He's going ballistic. I said at the beginning of the season, if the Bills had a running game, it'd be a way different story. I even said that they probably should have traded for someone at the trade deadline. But James Cook has proved me wrong and said they didn't need to trade for anybody. I'm right here. Now, here's the deal for them. If these Bills get in the playoff, they are absolutely a team that nobody wants to play. Nobody wants to play. They are going to be dangerous. They are clicking all at the right time. 
And what do they like to say? Like, these Bills have been basically playing playoff games already because they were fighting for their lives to get in. That's a dangerous thing, especially for someone if they've been coasting along in there. So if you're the number four seed, a.k.a. um, Indianapolis or Houston or Jacksonville, and these Bills are, you know, get up to the fifth seed or whatnot, look out because they are going to come in for your playoff lives. All right, number two. I mean, this isn't a shocker. The Baltimore Ravens climbed up there. Uh, I probably should have put them up there last week. They've pretty much they pretty much are uh, in their driver's seat to secure the number one seed in the AFC. They don't have an easy schedule. They got the Niners this week. Then they've got the 49ers, and then I think that they end with the Steelers. So we'll just have to see. I mean, it's going to be a really interesting game against these Niners on Monday, uh, Christmas night. Really looking forward to it. This could be a Super Bowl preview. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. And a lot of that has to do with a lot of their smaller pieces on their team. They just, they've got guys that play. Offense, defensively, everything. Little concerning that they, I don't know the status of Keaton Mitchell. He uh, he was their star running back that was kind of up and coming. Big spark plug on that team. He kind of hyperextended his knee the other day. Don't know the status on him for this upcoming game. But needless to say, Ravens, probably the best team in the AFC. And the number one guys, the 49ers. If this team stays healthy, they win the Super Bowl. If they stay healthy. They pretty much have the number one seed locked up. I think they got to kind of win. If they win this game and the other three, you know, Dallas, Philly, and Detroit lose, they, they've got it. So I don't think it's a given yet, but it's, I think they're going to, they're going to play hard these next couple games to make sure that they get the number one seed. They don't want to go someplace and play in, in January. They want the team to come to San Francisco or Santa Clara to be more honest. So that's the way I see it. San Francisco stays healthy. I think they win the whole dang thing. I just think their defense is too tough. I think their offense is way too many things to think about and cover. Christian McCaffrey is really clicking. Debo Samuel is a monster. You don't know if he's running, catching, or whatever. But And then you've got one of the meanest offensive lines out there. So I just think I think this is a foregone conclusion. But they got to stay healthy. If they stay healthy, San Francisco 49ers are your Super Bowl winners. All right, guys. There you go. The running back rankings. Now, stay tuned tomorrow. We're going to preview the game against between the Saints and the Rams. We're going to give you our Thursday peas with PJ. And then Friday, we're going to uh, give you a little bit of all of our uh, peas with PJ for the whole rest of the weekend, including Monday, Christmas Day, since it's a little holiday weekend. I'm just going to give you everything that I can this Friday. All right, guys, once again, thank you for joining Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PG Janky, but I am out.